Hey there, you're listening to Pushing It, where we talk about all things pregnancy, birth, and life with a new baby. Because if you can't laugh about peeing yourself, you might as well laugh at yourself while doing it. I'm Elise McAllister. And I'm Jen Laird. Hi, Jen. Hi, Elise. Jen? We got something serious to talk about today. Uh-oh. what I do now? <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to start recording this, Elise fired me twice. It's true. I did. I took a big drink of water and made a sound in the mic. And then I just started talking, and she's like, I'm recording. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever listened to another episode, you know that I can't stand it when Jen takes a drink nope. when we're recording. I am not allowed to be hydrated, apparently. It's true. Sorry. No hydration allowed. I'm like the anti-hydration doula. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. No. No. You're actually no. not at all. But you know what I do like as a doula? What? Pulling your shit together. Ooh. So that's what we're talking about today, Jed. So uh, I, can I start by telling a little story? We totally can, as long as it's about pulling your shit together. There we go. <laughs> so Elise and I were like bantering about what should we banter about? What should we talk about <laughs> on our podcast today? And um, I was talking like, about what to talk about. Elise, I, um, I've started doing my new um, workout. Because it is the new year. Happy it is. Happy new year. It is. Um. And I'm a former, I've worked out, like, I'm not a, I enjoy working You've out. You've worked out before. I've worked out before. You have exercised I have exercised. Like, I find most of the time I'm fairly consistent in my exercise. Depends on what it is. I need it for the endorphins and the, I like getting outside. I'm, I'm that person. I go for a walk. I do a whatever, class, whatever. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and recently, a new type of gym opened up in um, our neighborhood. And um, I had the little free trial class, and I was like, oh, I think I might like this. And so then I joined for like a month, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to see how I like this. So it's one of those um, gyms where you go in and there's specific classes, right? It's all about classes, and it's their way of doing things. Should I out them? It's called Orange Theory Fitness, and um, it is high-impact interval training, if that means anything to anybody. So um, one of the reasons that I like working out is that um, when I'm getting to that point while working out that I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I can't do this. I almost feel a little bit panicky with like, am I going to lose my breath? What's happening here? I don't like this. Can I go further? Um, that I, It makes me feel really um, much more I guess, close to people in labor and to our clients and to those experiences that people are having where you're trying something new, you're wondering about whether or not your body's going to hold up for something, and mentally you're pushing through that, am I going to be okay? Can I do this? Can I rise to the occasion of this uncomfortable sensation in my body? And um, so I feel like it keeps me, pardon our truck outside, I feel like it keeps me a little bit closer in empathy and compassion for um, people who are pregnant and who are facing um, having a baby um, sooner than later. So um, that has been helpful for me. And I was telling Elisa about like, dude, every time I get on um, the, what do you call that thing where you run? The treadmill? <laughs> 
that thing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't run, Jen. <laughs> and essentially what this type of class is you spend about 30 minutes on a treadmill, like doing, you know, in, like going faster or going um, like up inclines or whatever. That's where you lost me. I know. And then you spend the other half of the class like doing, you know, weights and resistance and sit-ups and whatever, okay? So when I first start every class or when I used to run outside more, um, I, that like basically half to one mile, I'm like, I hate this. I can't do this. Wait, I thought I was fit. I just ran like two days ago. What's going on? Why don't I like this? And it's, it, I have to get warmed up both, I think, and there's no science behind this, I don't think, um, in my mind, like my mental state, as well as in my body. And then once that starts to happen and some endorphins get going, then I'm like, I'm okay. I can move this around. Um, but when those intervals start, you kind of can lose me. Like I can go, oh gosh, I can't do this. I can't do this. Oh no, it's it needs to be a day where I pull it back. I can't handle this, right? And of course, being who I am, I equate a lot of that to birth. And um, I think that Elise and I have been chatting about this too. Of We've seen that for some folks recently. We've attended a number of births in the very recent um, little while where we've seen folks get to that, I don't think I can do this phase. And then push through that to um, a different place. Yes. That moment of <clears throat> pulling your shit together. Yeah. Yeah. And it's complicated, right? Like, um, it's not, we're using that phrase, pulling your shit together. Um, but it's not the same way where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm kind of having a frantic moment and I got to pull my shit together. I got to like, I don't know. Another word for that might be, I'm going to adult, or I've got to, like, get myself organized, or what is wrong with me? I am, you know, making a mountain out of a molehill, or whatever it might be. Um, that feels to me a little bit different than what we're talking about, where it's not like, come on, get with the program. It's more, I need to internally... Um, or Dig pe- deep. Yeah, dig deep. That's yes. it, It's a little different than, like... Your life is a mess. Get it together. Right. Which often people use that phrase, get your shit together, in more that context than um, actually you're a strong human being and you're having a difficult time and you can get grounded and centered and you can do this. Yes. So what we're talking about today is this moment or maybe sometimes there's multiple moments in every labor and I don't care what kind of birth you have, if you are... Birthing in the woods by the river with your birth altar and the deer, or you are <laughs> the deer. They're like, what the deer. is deer? What's happening with that lady? Should we go help her? I know the deer. They're right there. They're they're so they're like really fantastic. They're licking your face. I bet. Yeah. Or you are getting an epidural before you actually walk into the doors of the hospital. I think that's impossible. I'm but pretty I hear, sure it is too. I hear what you're saying. You hear them. Yeah. You you smell what I'm cooking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. I smell what you're cooking. I Ooh. think that's a pretty outdated line there. Really? I've never heard that before. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's Where'd you get that? Way too old to be cool. Yeah. But okay. Um. <laughs> oh, I like it. Smell what you're cooking. Well, we got to drop it because it's definitely not cool anymore. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. I just think it's cool because I've never heard it. Okay. Oh, okay. As you were saying, Elise. So I don't care how or where you're having this baby, 
you're going to have at least one of those moments of this is a time where you've got to go within and dig deep and find some strength in your soul, in your heart, in your stomach, in your wherever. Dig deep, pull your shit together and find that strength, bring it up Mm. and move forward. You're going to have to take some leaps of trust in this process to know that you can do what you've never done before, even if you've birthed another baby. Yeah. Because every birth is different. And I want to, um, I want to emphasize, of course, that this podcast is all about having non-judgmental ideals for the way people choose to birth. Um, Our hope is to bring information to maybe challenge what your preconceived notion of what birth should or shouldn't look like. Um, And so, of course, that's kind of the premise we come from. And let's be really clear here that what we're, we're not, when we talk about getting your shit together, we're not talking about you getting into a Zen like zone and, um, being, have a big smile on your face. (laughs) No, 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 no. Because that's why even if you're not birthing with the baby deer, you can, (laughs) now they're baby. Oh, Bambi. (laughs) I know. Right. Um, it, it's any kind of birth because We've been to births where there are epidurals and epidurals that aren't particularly 100% effective. Yep. Or epidurals that are are 100% effective, but there are some emotional stuff happening or some decisions to be made or other challenges in other ways. No birth is easy and there's still leaps to be taken. Right. And work to be done. Yep. Babies are it's it's not laying an egg. Mm. Right? Yeah. Actually, totally. I was just out of breath the other day and she was like, I really like the laying the egg idea way better than this. This is so much easier. <laughs> I was like, oh, for sure. I, I yeah. think we've even said that on the show yeah. before. You know? So let's talk about what getting your shit together is not. It is not avoiding emotion. Oh, yeah. So when we say get your shit together in another context, it's like stop crying, do some work, get off the couch. No. What um, we're using it for in this context is um, not uh, devoid of emotion. It might even be let those feelings come. Absolutely. big old cry. Yeah. Let it all out and then take those feelings and use them to get your baby out. Yep. In fact, I often encourage people to take those emotions and let them all out and use them to get their baby out. Yeah. 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 Stomp I... your feet in labor. Oh, yeah. Bring that baby right on down. Tears help a lot. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm not with somebody in labor and I hear that a big change has happened, I often think, oh, you just had a big cry, didn't you? Yeah. And um, I heard this last week someone say, um, Jen, I'm feeling really scared right now. And we were well past, you know, that we're on the cusp of um, starting to push, right? And she appeared to be really calm. And then she says, Jen, I'm just feeling really scared right now. I was like, oh, tell me more about that. She's like, I don't know. Like, this is, I don't know what to expect next. I'm like, yeah, I hear you. You're about to do something by starting to push. That's, that's something you've never done before, right? And 
you're about to meet your baby, which is something that you've thought about for months and months, and possibly even the conceptual idea of someday I hope to have children um, from even when you were a little person, right? And it's like, I get that. That all makes a lot of sense to me. And here's what I do know. All you have to do right now is stay in the moment. And we're going to help support you by giving you, and she's somebody that really appreciates um, information. And so I was like, remember, I'm going to tell you what you need to know. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, thank you, Jen. Oh, that's a great reminder. And um, I think even in my in my non-birthing life, <laughs> my everyday life, a phrase that is really important to me is that um, this idea that feelings come and feelings go and no feeling is permanent. Mm. And um, when we think about getting your shit together in labor, I think that that's really something to lean into. That's yeah. the same way that while I'm on a treadmill and I'm going to go all out, um, which means I'm going to run super fast and at a harder pace than I can sustain for very long, that I can do this thing for the next 90 seconds. Um, there's a lot of language in my new classes about that, like, okay, 90 seconds, and then you're going to go back down to pay, base pace or whatever. Um, I'm thinking about, oh, yeah, you can do a contraction for 90 seconds, and then you're going to get a little breather. And, yes, you'll have to continue to do that, but there's something about going, I will just concentrate on the next 90 seconds. And as long as I stay present in my body, meaning I'm not allowing my brain to race off into, I can't do this, I can't do this, I'm going to hyperventilate, this is terrible, mm. that I find it much easier and my intensity of what I can handle increases because my mental ability has changed. So pulling your shit together is not making a commitment to have your shit pulled together for the rest of labor. Oh, boy. Regardless of how long labor lasts. Snaps to you, Elise. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was great. Because you don't know how labor, how long labor is going to last. Even as people who have attended hundreds of births, we never know. And sometimes I like to play a little game when I'm at a birth um, where oh. I like to Guess how long labor is going to last in my mind? Yes, in your mind. And, <laughs> and in your heart, you hold it very closely, but you oh, do not I never verbalize. tell anybody. And you want to know how often I'm right? Zero percent of the time. Seriously. Oh, for sure. And never right. Ever, ever, ever. And do you like that, though? No, I hate it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because even though I work in the probably <laughs> one of the most unpredictable fields ever, ever like maybe yeah. second to politics or something <laughs> <laughs> like I really like control yeah um, so yeah. it, it kind of drives me crazy that I'm like oh wow I'm like the last birth I was I was off by so many hours <laughs> oh high five to you yes you were yes I was and I was as well uh, yes you were the last birth I was at oh yeah 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 because from from a experience and a scientific -y point of view that was a science word right there scientific -y. yes from a scientific -y point of view <laughs> that birth was going to be less time than it was uh-huh from both but like my my experience would show that yeah this is this is different. This should be efficient. 
and it really wasn't. Yes. So we never can tell how long a birth is going to be or what will pop up during birth or how birth unfolds because birth is a mystery. I mean, man, the mystery of childbirth is really kind of the last mystery left on earth. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Deep. Um, deep thoughts, deep thoughts with Elise, Elise McAllister. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is lovely. And it means that you can't commit to holding your shit together for the duration of your birth. Yeah. And that is why it's okay to lose your shit and pull it together multiple times during your birth. And why I will just over to the side here say, have somebody at your birth who is there mm-hmm. to com- and committed to being that person who can put their hands on your yeah. face and say, open your eyes, look at me. You've got this. Mm-hmm. Stay with me. Breathe. You're okay. Yes. Your baby is okay. We're going to get through this. Yeah. And because I feel that's like huge. I feel like that's the voice inside of my head. Yeah. And that's the intention. That's the way when I'm being my operating out of my best self in my everyday life or in my workout life, that is when I am um the reward is the greatest. Right. Uh, yeah. But the most challenging, because I, I think what we're talking about really goes outside of the birthing room. Oh, for sure. And and applies to having a newborn, having a two year old, having a teenager, um, ev- people who don't have children like this. These concepts we're talking about of groundedness and um, moving back to that is um it makes for a better way of living in the world. Yeah. For any human being. Um, and uh, going back to that phrase, like feelings come and feelings go and no feeling is permanent. Um, I like that that doesn't actually apply to um, that, that we don't always feel totally happy, right? That we can't be euphoric constantly. Um, I, I imagine that would get tiresome. Um, I'm glad that we can have the up and downness of mm-hmm. emotion. Um, and I'm glad that we can, um, I don't know, live from that principle of, of groundedness, yeah. that it's we're made to have a spectrum of emotions. That's, um, I, I, I feel grounded even thinking about seasons, right? Like I like that it gets cold that we see the beauty of fall leaves, that we have the warmth and basking in um, the summer. We have the, um, you know, I, I love, I look forward to, you know, strawberries in the spring and I look forward to the coziness of the winter season. And if you took one of those out, even though in between there's some pretty crappy days when our apologies to all the listeners who live in places that don't have seasons. Right, 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 right. Um, no, it's but, so true, though. I just had this conversation with my daughter who was like, I don't want it to not be Christmas anymore. I oh, wish it was yeah. Christmas every day. And, oh, yeah. You know, you don't really want it to be Christmas every day just as much as you don't want to be in labor every day. Yeah. That would not be great, you know. It's it's the, the good and the bad or the hard and the, the not so hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And the ever-changingness of um, – 
our bodies, of our emotions, of our relationships. I think there's hope in that too. Um, Anyway, so how do we bring this back to a little bit of a practical place? Um, I'm thinking about um, in labor, um, how kind of like when I just start, you know, my my workout or whatever, I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm out of breath. It's a bad day. I can imagine for some folks that's how early labor feels. Yes. Be- endorphins have not caught up. Yep. Well, we've talked about this in a couple other episodes where – Labor starts and your labor essentially levels up. Your yep. your contractions go to this level and your hormones are a little lower and you've got to wait for those hormones to catch up mm-hmm. so that you can find your rhythm, right? And that's really important that you can find those coping tools. You need to find your rhythm. You need to find the things that will help you to cope. Yep. You need to find your comfort measures, your support, have all of those tools on board. That will help. Or, Elise, I'm raising my hand. (laughs) Eager Jen in the back. Or you actually pretend it's not happening. Definitely. And And you go about your business. I can think of um, a couple of people recently um, whose labors have been what we might describe as prodromal big word there yeah Podrom- tell me what <clears throat> prodromal essentially is um labor that's non-progressing so you're contracting but those contractions aren't actually changing your cervix mm. nor are they increasing in length and intensity so yeah, it's prodromal labor it's kind of like our client who basically had on and off contra uh, contractions between thanksgiving and christmas yeah. And lots of empathy and lots of encouragement to this person because that is mentally and physically fatiguing. Um, and she had an after New Year's baby. Yeah. Yeah. So not to depress anybody out there, but... Uh, and if you're listening after New Year's baby mama... Yeah. <laughs> we're we, so proud of you. We salute you. We put our hand on our heart and say, oh... You're amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps she'll tell her story for you oh, in the maybe. future. Oh, that'd be nice. I think um, that would. So we're, um, we got those folks, right, where it's a lot of long work for a long time. Um, and then we've got other folks who are um, kind of, oh, I just had a contraction. <gasps> and they start to concentrate on it and doing all that rather than, like we keep saying over and over again, pretend it's not happening until you really have to pay attention. Like don't start um, timing those contractions, et cetera, right away. Um, where were we going with that? Oh, um, letting, <laughs> letting, um, hormones build and that endorphins build and, um, pretending it's not happening until you really have to concentrate on it. I think that's actually a part of getting your shit together. Yeah, right? absolutely. That's how you get your shit together in early labor. Yeah. Yep. You focus on other things. You plan, yeah. you make a list of things that you can do in early labor to distract yourself. Yeah, go to the movies, you go out to brunch, you take a walk, you take a nap, you watch a movie, you Netflix and chill. Yep. You listen to our episode titled Netflix and chill. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So another time I think in labor when we have that like leveling up or that like, oh my gosh, get my shit together is... um, when we go from that early labor to more active labor. Oh, that is a scary moment. Yeah. This is a little bit harder, I think, than that leveling up when things start in yeah. early labor. I think 
this is one of those moments of big panic, Jen. Mm. I don't know. This this gets me nervous for people. This is when I think people start really freaking out. They they want to take their plan and crumple it up and throw it in the garbage and just freak out. I don't know. Or active labor starts. They might want to like head to the hospital really fast if that's her intended birth site. Yep. Or have the midwives come to their house because, um, oh my gosh, this baby's going to fall out of me. Oh, right. Suddenly there's like a little bit of pressure. Yeah. 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 So we'll normalize the pressure, but of course, please check in with, you know, your provider. We're not telling you that, um, Pressure is always just a, oh, just let it be there. Yeah, don't let us get responsible for your uh, no. No, no. roadside birth. <laughs> no, you 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 engage with that medical care provider, not your doula. Uh, or your podcast Your podcasting doulas. doula over here. <laughs> um, but I guess the bigger picture there is that we often see that, where there's kind of a, like, losing your groundedness, kind of feeling like you're floating on the ceiling, feeling lots of anxiety, adrenaline shifting, um, and that's not conducive for um, a, a laboring body. That's so. I, I guess some tips for for that. First of all, we're telling you that it might happen. Yeah. So you've heard about it. This it's is going to happen. Now pull your shit together. Yeah. So what does that mean? You know. Yeah. Um, for some folks, that's actually verbalizing. Like, hey, I'm feeling a little ungrounded here, or words that resonate with you. Um, I mean. Let's be honest, I probably have a hard time um, being honest about my thoughts and feelings, um, and I'm not always aware of them, right? So to have, um, let's say in this scenario, outside of a laboring time, right, um, to have, like, my husband say to me, um, hey, Jen, um, I get the feeling that there might be something happening a little bit under the surface for you. Um, can you tell me more about how you're feeling right now? Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is like advanced, um, advanced marital counseling <laughs> 502 right here. But, um, uh, but that's like, honestly, I will not always know what's going on. Yeah. Right. And I can't, um, some people are, they're very in touch maybe all the time, but there's other times where we feel overwhelmed, we feel stressed or anxious or whatever it might be, and it actually comes out as something else. Um, and there's there's this thing called the feelings wheel, which has all of our major feelings on it. And we're not talking the one for the preschoolers. We're talking more the like bigger one. <laughs> no, no sad face, happy face. No, no. It's, um, look it up. There's some good images on the feelings wheel. But I was looking at this last week, and I noticed that, oh, gosh, anger – is actually really connected to anxiety. Oh, yeah. And um, so maybe even in labor, you are feeling anxious and it comes out as like anger. Like, why is this happening? Yuck. Uh, you know, whatever it might be. Um, so I guess my, my bigger example here was is that sometimes we actually aren't completely in touch with our emotions because we feel um, kind of out of control we're not um, settled within our bodies or the experience that hasn't all caught up together. We're we're not integrated, I guess is yeah. a nice way to say that. When our, our mind and our emotions and our body are not integrated as one, they're all kind of separated and not able to maybe put a um, definitive understanding on 
this is how I'm feeling. This is what's going on for me. So within the labor context, I think that um, is helpful for maybe someone even with you who's supporting you to go, here's, here's what I'm observing. Is this what, how you're feeling? Or even to um, have that physical hand on you, simply putting your hand on, on, on your shoulder and saying, you're okay. Yeah. Or you're grounded. Or I don't know. Maybe that sounds airy fairy. So often, um, folks trying so hard just to cope and breathe and focus on yeah. getting through a contraction that they don't often notice what they're feeling. Right. And so sometimes I just say, Open your eyes. What are you feeling right now? And that's when somebody might say, I feel scared or right. I'm doing okay, actually. Right. And I might not actually observe somebody doing okay. Right. Or I might not have picked up on fear. It right. might have been, you know, this is just pain. Yeah. Um, so uh, ha- having that support person just check in on uh, what are you feeling right now? And a tip to the wise here, um, if you are that support person, please don't do that in the middle <laughs> of a contraction. No conversation in the middle ever. If somebody's going, <gasps> <gasps> You're not saying to them, oh, what are you feeling? Yeah. They're feeling trying You'll to hear, breathe. Shut up. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. You will always get shut up as your answer. Yes. Yeah. Uh. Um, so I think having um, someone be able to translate um, your, your experience for you is also really helpful of um, saying, is this normal? Or um, is, I don't know. I, I find yeah. that people um, who are either postpartum, so they're home with this brand new baby and things are like, oh my gosh, what's happening here? Or um, in labor, sometimes it's really helpful to just hear, this is a really normal part of labor. This is challenging and this is really normal. Um, yes. Then you don't feel like, um, I don't know some of those some of those um, judgments. I think that's another pitfall here, Elise. We lose our shit when we start to make judgments yes. about the way we're operating in our body or in an experience. Well, if it's not normal, that must mean something about my body isn't right, and I might be broken, and it's not working, and I might be trapped in labor, and oh. it's never going to work, and this baby's never coming out. Or there's something wrong with me. I'm not strong enough to do uh. this. My birth plan and all those classes that I took and this doula that I employed to be here. Based and of money. All of this is ridiculous. Or just planting all these negative ideas in your mind right now. <laughs> I made the wrong choice, and now look where I'm at. I've done it all wrong. I'm broken. My mind is broken. I've done it all wrong. I'm weak. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. And then that can quickly snowball into, great, and now I'm going to be a terrible parent and, right. I mean, all the negative if things. If I can't do it, then I can't do the next thing or the next thing, right? Mm-hmm. Why it's This is why it's so important to normalize it, yeah. which is why... Every single one of our flyers that we give out says we're here to normalize the shit out of birth because yep. we need to normalize birth. It's it's hard and it's all normal. Like all yep. of this is really, really normal. And right. We want you to constantly be reminded that it's normal. I rarely see things that come up during birth that's not normal. 
Right. Some things are odd or don't happen in every labor, but totally normal. Right. And I think we're really speaking to um, more the emotional and physical experience rather than we're talking about complex birth, right? Right. We're not talking about medically complex things here at all. Um, That's a totally different category. Right. Um, Yeah. I think um, this idea of observing our thoughts and feelings helps us um, reduce shame, right? Shame doesn't create um, change. Shame just makes us feel terrible, right? Right. I'm not enough is the underlying um, message under shame. Whereas if I am able to view my emotions from a non-judgmental place, because anger in and of itself is not a bad thing, right? If I get angry and I choose to start punching my partner in the middle of a birth or, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a bad thing I could do, right? Getting pissed at your partner right? for any reason, yeah. So that in and of itself for me to feel some big emotions, but the, the challenge comes when I choose to act on those emotions in a way that wouldn't be... Um, it's going to say helpful, but you know, like I can, I can not like my neighbor, but that doesn't mean that, um, that's okay. It's okay for me to not like my neighbor, but it's not okay for me to like throw a brick through his window. Right. Right. By so the way, I love Shane, my neighbor. Yeah. So we've talked okay about there. your neighbor. I know. Yeah. <laughs> hey neighbor. Shout out, shout out to my neighbor. <laughs> <clears throat> so if shame is deciding that you're not enough then pulling your shit together in labor is deciding i'm enough and (gasps) i deserve this and i can do this good example whatever that looks like and i want to again clarify that that doesn't mean yep i'm i can do this without an epidural or i can do this in the woods with bambi or whatever that looks like like there is no right picture of how I can do this looks it means I can bring a human being into this world that's what I can do this looks like yeah there are lots and lots of ways to do this and none of them are easy ways to do it it is deciding that you are enough and you've got the ability and you are putting one foot in front of the other in a sense because you know in lots of ways that we birth we can't actually move our legs right Um, (laughs) but that you are making the movements to bring a baby out into the world right Yes. Whether that be literal or figurative. Right. Those movements, right? Yes. Yeah. Ooh, kudos. That's how you're doing it. It's them. It's not me. I think we've defined... um, Pulling your shit together. Yeah. In a really, hopefully, a different way than maybe you had thought we would be talking about this even. Yeah. So I think what is often missing in birth is that person who looks into your eyes and tells you to do it. Mm. And... There's a lot of pressure on partners to be that person. Yeah. And I love partners at birth, and I think that they play a really important role if you have a partner. Um, and I also think that best friends play a great role, or moms of the birthing person, or right. um, there are a lot of wonderful support people that can come yeah. in, a, in a great supportive way and maybe aren't the people there that can put their hands on each side of your face and look you in the eye and say, this is the moment that you need to dig deep and take a blind leap in this birth and put that foot in front of the next. Yeah. 
And I think it's really important to make sure that that person's there. And there's a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. on friends and family and partners to do that and think about getting a doula Mm -hmm. because doulas do that. Yeah. That's what they do. And I, I realize that as doulas, this kind of can sound like an ad for doulas. Um, I'm not telling you to hire me. Um, (laughs) um, especially if you don't live in Washington because it's a long way to travel. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But think about getting a doula because partners should show up in the way that they are best and best friends too. You know, best friends should be there and tell you you're a badass and partners should say, babe, I love you and kiss you on the forehead. And doulas are going to look you in the eye and say, that's how you pull your shit together. But without telling you to pull your shit together, <laughs> I don't <laughs> never think use those words. With you have anyone. never used those words, I'm sure, no. with somebody in labor. But I look at somebody and say, "Open your eyes and look at me. You have what it takes to do this. Yeah. I know that. I see you. Yeah. And that's well, what what's we behind do. that, right? Is intention. Yes. That's um, yeah. And nobody likes to stand alone by themselves, right? Like in anything. I mean, like figuratively or literally. We are people who enjoy groups. Yep. We're not isolated creatures. Humans not, were not made to do something alone. No. no. We don't do life alone. No. So if you're not going to have a doula and you don't have that person, maybe we could just do this right now for them. So put you your face right there. <laughs> I'm going to put my hands right here on my microphone. Oh, oh Jen, you do it too. You've got two doulas right adorable. here. Okay. We're looking you right in the eyes. Okay. You've got this. You can do this. Put one foot in front of the next. Mm-hmm. Take that leap. You've got what it takes. I believe you in can you. Do this. Mm. Yeah. Okay, you can play that on repeat in your birth if you need some doulas at your birth. Yeah. 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 So do it with the people who can support you. Mm-hmm. Pull your shit together. Dig deep. Make that leap. In your way. In your way. Um, for those who might be thinking, oh, digging deep is not choosing pain medication. I have got some very specific uh, faces that are coming to my mind right now. And what they did was digging deep and choosing an intervention that they had no intention of going towards. Yes. Sometimes the hardest choices in labor are choosing. It's it's about choosing a path that you did not want to take. Absolutely. If that isn't being a mom, I don't know what is. Ooh. Or dad. Or dad. Or, or parent. Parent in general. Yeah. Yep. Making choices. Yeah. That it's all about getting your baby out and not necessarily doing what you wanted to do. Mm. So. And in the same breath, maybe it's about advocating for yourself in a situation where you're feeling pressured to make a choice that doesn't resonate with you. Mm. Also, very much being a parent. Yep. 
So what you're saying is birth is a lot like parenthood. It's really setting you up for that. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) A whole lot of pulling your shit together. Oh, yeah. (laughs) For birth. And in that respect, it's a lot like pulling it together and becoming that person. Yeah. 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 But, and I, I hope too, the way we're talking doesn't give the impression that that's, we're allowing there to be moment to moment, not this overarching, um, like, oh, now I'm superhuman. You know, um, I, I feel like confidence breeds confidence and yet it doesn't breed permanent confidence. Does that make sense? So I'm thinking, I'm thinking about, um, Actually, my husband well, and I were... that goes back to that committing to, to being... You don't have to commit to pulling your shit together for your entire labor, yeah. right? <laughs> my husband and I were just chatting about... Um, he has been asked to be support to someone um, through an experience they're going to be having soon. And, um, you know, of course, I'm giving him lots of encouragement about, like, you can just be present and be who you are. And, like, you know, giving him some of this, like, this pep talk... And he's like, yeah, I know, Jen, and you do this sort of thing all the time because of your work and also who you are. And that's not something that I do as much or I feel comfortable in. And I reminded him, I was like, okay, so when we think about, and I gave him some specific scenarios having to do with my profession, he's like, I said, it doesn't get any easier for me when I'm trying to, when I know I'm headed into a complex situation, I feel anxiety. And I'm like, oh my goodness, can I do this? This is going to be hard. Do I have what it takes, right? The thing is, though, is I make the next step. I show up. And when I show up, me in my fullness does my thing. And I am in that situation in a way that is life-giving, right? But that feeling of am I, can I do this? Oh, no, that self-doubt, that type of thing is still there. Mm. Even though I do this stuff all the time and I've been working this type of work for years, long, long time, right? And that's okay. I'm at peace with that. I had to become at peace with that, that I can accept that my anxiety level still gets raises up for some experiences professionally, and I just keep going. And that's okay. That's For me, that's a part of my self-acceptance. Yes. It doesn't necessarily get easier. Going from um, a challenging early labor into active labor it might, it, it might just still be challenging. And that doesn't mean you're not enough or didn't prepare well enough. That just means this is really hard. Yep. And you still show up. And you just keep showing up. Yep. Yeah. So anyway. That's half the battle right there. Yeah. Oh, I, f- I feel like sometimes it's most of the battle. Yep. Because when I actually choose to show up, it can sometimes not actually be as bad as I was anticipating for it to be. Big wise words for parenthood, too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So to remember to stay in the moment. This kid will not always cry. We know that, <laughs> right? Eventually, they always start sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's hard you... for me to say. 
<laughs> you you struck a chord with some folks like, oh, eventually, huh? Eventually. Yeah. I can say that as a person who. There's a lot of non-sleeping like long... babies around. <laughs> yeah, I grew some of those. Yes, you did. Yes. So we see you. And we see you showing up, and we see you pulling your shit together. Yes. So. Kudos. Um, kudos. And we would love to hear from you and hear how you pulled your shit together and how you're planning to pull your shit together. Yeah. So please follow us on Instagram, Pushing It Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, and, or shoot us an email at Pushing It Podcast at Oh, nope, Dead nope, in the Lease nope, of Pushing nope. It Podcast. There, there we, we go. go. Give you the right email address. That's always good. Absolutely. We'd love to hear from you. We've been loving our fan mail that we're getting in. And please do share us with your friends. Uh, they'd love to hear about us too. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks Great. for listening. Thanks. Bye.